trend. Three, two, one. Okay. What's up, guys? Welcome to episode five, I believe, of the Coffee Club podcast. Uh, usual ensemble plus. Oh, hey, Carlos. <laughs> <laughs> Carlos just walked in. Are you joining us today? Carlos. It is half time. Okay. Yeah, so I, I'll jump for a bit. Yeah. Sweet. Um, but today we have a very special guest. We have Leah Fallon here on the pod, OAC team member, Michigan State alum, uh, Steeplechase Queen. Uh, how you doing? You know, I made it through today. Today was a tough All of one. those credentials and a full day late to the podcast. Yeah, you were a day late. I was a day late. We were supposed to have Leah on yesterday. Equally excited to have her on today. <laughs> yesterday, we were going to pretend we the are The only anyway. thing was that yesterday, it was such a nice day, so we were thinking about doing it outside. Today's a pretty shitty day, so we're here inside. Yeah. But... This is true. Yeah. I uh, waited until after we ran up a literal canyon to sit down and... <laughs> Discuss feelings. A long with run, you guys. canyon run. I tasted blood today. I'm gonna be moving. <laughs> I'm gonna yeah, have to like true. move around positions a lot today because otherwise I'm not gonna be able to walk. It'd be too steep. This afternoon. Hey, yeah. do you want me to move steep. over? Mm, I, I'm waiting for my tea. Okay. Yeah, I was definitely thinking like I'm definitely gonna need the coffee pretty strong today because I was pretty cooked after the run this morning. We had a long run and Dathan wanted us to go up into the mountains, but it was too bad weather, so instead we did it down here. But his plan was for us to start at. Pretty much as a long run that was all uphill. It was point to point, and I think for you guys that did the longest, I think it was like 16, was it 1,600 feet? It was actually, that is what my watch said. <laughs> Which Mine is, was 1,400, yeah. over 14 miles. Well, jo- Jordy ran the last, so Jordy, I started before George, so I could get him for the entire run. I thank you for that. And I actually, I didn't even tell him, but I ran an extra half mile. <gasps> Than I was supposed mm. to just to wow. keep Ollie so company. Because I because I backtracked. I didn't Fourteen stop. and a half. I didn't stop for water. Mostly. Ollie did seventeen. Still had to stop when Jordy stopped for water. Well, no, I, I double backed. Oh, you did the first stop. The second stop, I had a sh- like a rock in my shoe, so I had to stop. Fair. I was involuntarily just sobbing up the canyon. Like Emily was tears, crying too. Te- well, I wasn't actually. Yeah, it's like, funny saying a joke because Emily was. Emily, also Emily was actually did. <laughs> yeah. The wind just hit my eyes, and there was just tears. Yeah, yeah taste you turn. As you can see, we have a great, um, great fun on our long runs. I love yeah. running. I mean, we didn't have fun with Morgan though. Morgan didn't want to hang out with us. Morgan just, Morgan just took off. So <laughs> ran up to yeah. his team boss teammates I mean, and said, "Hey, what's up?" Okay, well, I didn't know they were gonna be ahead, but yeah, I, I only ran nine miles. I didn't have a long run, and I have about one run a week where I just like get after it. Today, I felt fine the first two miles, and then I don't know. I just said to Jordy, "I was like, bro, I'm just gonna crush this today." And oh, then I respect. just, and then I just put myself in a lot of pain. And I think you guys were moving faster than me by the time I finished, but I, I, I did know. my best. I think you. See, I'm actually right for people to do that as long as they just like are straight up about it. They're just like, yeah, I'm gonna go crush this, yeah. and then they leave. When people like pretend to crush it and just run like a few steps ahead of you. Oh yeah. For like a while. Anybody in particular <laughs> that you wanna? Uh, just in general, honestly. All the whore. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, I don't do that. No, you don't. Whereas like Joy and I shared the lead at the last in the last five miles, which is directly uphill, which I really appreciated. You did the first couple yeah, miles. I had the stitch straight up for like you had a stitch four stitch. miles. You had, a, you had a stitch from like one sip of scratch. <laughs> he's like he's like he's like, Oh, you have a little stitch. Yeah. Oh yeah, shout out to Scratch. Um, <laughs> no, they gave like, us they gave us some free yeah. product yesterday, which is really nice of them. They're like a small independent uh little 
nutrition, I guess hydration type company like electrolytes and like there you go, there you go. there's the bottle. the bottle and they oh, have like chews and stuff which they gave us and I think they're working on other stuff but they gave us some free products so thank you. We got like a lifetime supply of chews. We got so we many chews. So many <laughs> if you want, if you want <laughs> chews, write into us. We'll I'm, send you one. Yeah. Sure if I ate all those chews, I'd be a diabetic. So like, there's a lot. That's a lot of sugar. You should try sugar. it. See what happens. Yeah. I mean, I should try it, shouldn't I? I mean, nothing's failed me yet. Yeah. yeah. Your body so far has not been taken down by anything, and you've put your body through some shit. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> all right, but yeah. Let's go. So. I think we should probably start with a little backstory. I think a lot of people will know who Leah is, but if they don't, nah. what's your what's your what's your bio? What do you normally? Tell what's your people? mantra? <laughs> <laughs> what's your love language? My love language. Star sign love language mantra. Go. Oh my god, it's so many questions at once. Begin. <laughs> well, I'll start with my bio. So I was born on August thirtieth, nineteen ninety two. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> it was a long time ago. 92. Yeah, you guys are infants. Um, no, I, I, um, from Michigan. I ran at Michigan State from 2010 until 2015. Had a lot of success there. You did all right. Yeah. Yeah. My I freshman year was your. F- either, did you do five years? <laughs> yeah, I did five years. I think my freshman year was your fifth year. So I looked. I saw you just like killing it all the time. And I didn't know who you were. No, you didn't. He was a, he was a young fresh. You with no beard and you guys short were hair. Just, you were <laughs> little babies. Like little babies. Little babies. I mean, you got you guys won the team title that year. Yeah. And you yeah. also won. Did you win individual mm-hmm. steeple? I won steeple. The same year. And did you win I, no, indoors? Uh, yeah, I can't remember. So I won steeple, and then we won the team title in cross country that fall. Mm-hmm. And then you won the mile. And then I won the indoor mile. Consecutive semesters. That's yeah. pretty boring. Damn. Who was in that? Is that like? Did you have like a really good five, really good seven? Like, I can't. I'm trying to think of it. Like, oh, he's asking who's on the team. No, no. So for Michigan State. Yeah, but I just don't remember Michigan State being that like. Well, there was, this yeah, is, this was, was before your time. I know that, cool. but I just don't even like remember people so, talking about it. I guess. Yeah, we were like uh, pretty proud of ourselves because <laughs> we were like a homegrown team. So mm. um, four of our top five were from Michigan, sure, and then cool. one girl was from Ohio. But you know. We, let, right her, we let her join anyways. Yeah. yeah. And then, you got yeah. With the Ohio. We were just, I mean, none of us were like, I mean, a couple of girls had had some success in high school, but none of us were really like standouts. We just were buddies and then would grind it out in practice and had an undefeated season. It was pretty sweet. Then, yeah. I blew up at, in Terre Haute though. Like really? I was going backwards. Where'd and, you come? Huh? Where'd you come? 17th. <laughs> Where did you blow up from? Were you it's just were you winning by like a mile? No. I've seen some people well, blow up a lot less than that. For <laughs> reference, my training partner got fourth, so she just like. That's well, cool. I also blew up my last year and got eighteenth, so yeah. I know what you mean. It just Wait, didn't you get seventeenth? Cross country sucks. Yeah, yeah. So that's yeah. Blowing up. No, but I blew up because I was like in like like with the front pack until like. Pack I was going, <laughs> I was yeah. going backwards, and my best pack friend like Julia, 10. who I think got fourth for us came up behind or beside me and like literally grabbed me and was like you're you're doing this because she could tell i was starting to suffer and she ran with me into the last k i was like go that's impressive (laughs) so yeah no she did not kick me she knew my ego was too fragile (laughs) that's a good teammate right there she's sweet but yeah then you turned pro in what so that's 2015 2016 2015 20 yeah so yeah, 2015, 2016. So I graduated in 2015 and I signed with Adidas. Yeah, you've had like an up and down college, I mean, pro career. 
Uh, I don't know if you, do we want to get into this now? Because I, I thought this is just the backstory, but we could get into some of that now if you want to. That's the natural flow of the conversation, I Let's guess. Let's go. So what was your, so you signed with Adidas. Did you move out to California straight away or not? No. I stayed in Michigan because um, they didn't really have groups. They still don't really have groups. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, I, I stayed with my college coach and I thought like, oh yeah, this is going to be exactly the same. And uh it i mean it wasn't bad like i love my college coach and i had i was like really welcomed at michigan state but it just the pressures were a lot different once i signed that contract and walt had a lot my college coach had a lot on his plate already with the team so mm. i just felt like did I you need- just train with the team sometimes i would do runs with them and like sometimes i'd sneak into workouts with the guys um but mostly i was doing a lot of stuff by myself and trying to figure out like how to be a pro by myself, and so there were a lot. There was like difficult. Yeah, yeah. I didn't think it was going <laughs> to be that difficult. difficult, to be fair, but it was pretty difficult. And then, uh, yeah, I got injured pretty much like right away. I got fourth at uh, USA's that year. I slipped on the final barrier and got fourth. Damn. You like those barriers, don't you? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You really like those Loving barriers. Love barriers, love falling. No, and then uh, went out to Europe after I signed my contract, and my foot was a bit sore, and I was going to race some Diamond Leagues, and uh, I went to Switzerland at first, Lausanne. Lausanne, yeah. is that how you say it? Something like that. I, I, I sat out and then went to Monaco, raced on what I now know was a broken foot <laughs> yeah that'll get you but yeah fair and then so that was your first year pro or yeah was that, it was rough. Well, that was the first like few weeks as a pro that right? was yeah like my first couple months as a pro <clears throat> yeah mm-hmm. that's not really how you want to do it <laughs> <laughs> and then oh. so between t- so then there was 20 when yeah. did rich start coaching you 2018 so what happened between like 2016 and 2018 a lot <laughs> yeah fill us in <laughs> so yeah uh i got in good shape again after that summer my because when i got injured going to europe that was my first injury ever i oh, never okay. got injured in college and I, I i had a stress fracture in my cuboid which is the biggest bone in your foot which is kind of hard to break so it had been brewing for a while nice so then i did rehab on that and i got back into shape and then i ran at the pre-classic in 2016 and I ran 918, which at the time was like one of the top times times in the world. And I was told basically like if I stayed where I was at, I was going to make the team. Like mm-hmm. if I just continued to get better. But I came back from pre, I did a long run. And then my planner in my right foot started to be quite sore. And I thought like, oh, there's probably, you know, a little bit of plantar fasciitis. Kept training on it. Eventually went in to get an MRI and I had partially torn it. So Damn. like at pre most likely, or yeah, just like at pre and then afterwards. I don't know. I just because I I hadn't been injured much and I was kind of doing a lot of things solo. I I didn't really like know the signs of injury and so instead of slowing down and taking care of my body probably the way I should have, I just like kept running eighty mile weeks mm-hmm. and then. I went in, it was like five weeks before the Olympic trials, and I went in to see a doctor, and he was like, um, 
basically you can train through this and still have a chance to make the Olympic team. It's just going to be a matter of how much pain you can tolerate. So I just ran on the Ultra G a lot and was running like 80 mile weeks on a partially torn planner. And I showed up to the Olympic trials in 2016 and I was just like, this is not good. Yeah, that often doesn't go. I mean, I'm sure someone has had success doing that at some point in their life. Probably Ritz, honestly. But whenever I hear that, like to me, at least I'm like, no, like that never. I don't know if that's ever going to work out for someone like me, at least. Particularly these days, I don't think it will. No. Just like. I mean, you were lucky doing that, bro. I Olympic. didn't work out. It didn't work out. <laughs> well, okay. Like, True. I'm still suffering from that literally now. Like, I'm coming back. Like, I, f- I messed my body up pretty bad from doing that. Mm-hmm. And I didn't, like, have nearly... I didn't perform nearly as well as I wanted to perform this year mm. as well, you know? And the thing with Ritz's situation, too, I don't think he had the depth that you faced in the steeplechase that... 2016 right and also steeplechase is just harder on your body yeah, yeah. that's true i, I mean 10ks true. are too to be fair yeah. 10Ks and 5ks but steeplechase is just but the the, those barriers torque. man yeah yeah there's like especially the types of injuries that you're describing like yeah. like lower leg stuff like this yeah, yeah feet like there's no way you can if you're jumping and landing there's like nothing you can do about that that's gonna be so much stress yeah i won my prelim at the trials and then the next day i couldn't really walk Jeez. so like you had a few days between uh, events and I just kind of basically laid in bed yeah. and then uh, raced the final and it ruptured in the final and so I finished the race but I don't remember really finishing the race far out that great experience yeah. loved it and then I, yeah hashtag good for the sport guys hashtag <laughs> and then I moved to California and I joined a training group out there we can just speed this up and yeah um it was called the NorCal Distance Project. No longer exists, mm-hmm. but uh Kate Grace was in it, Kim Conley, um, Leanne Farber, a group of women. They were really fun, really great. But the group disbanded. I dealt with a lot of injuries and mental health stuff in that year. So I moved back to Michigan. Um, continued to deal with injuries and mental health stuff, and then was about to quit the sport. And I met Dathan in 2018 kind of randomly at a local track meet and he started talking to me and I was like damn it I don't want to talk to this guy because yeah. I just I had just eaten a bunch of fried chicken and I was like <laughs> <laughs> I was Not dressed right in normal right people now. clothes like I didn't want to talk to anyone and then he came up to me and was asking how my running was going and I told him and he was just like oh you know talent doesn't go away talent doesn't go away he's like if you yeah. need help I know people I know people I can help you out and I was like all right dude <laughs> yeah I mean I can totally see that happening this is the most like uh what's the word He's like the most. He like never give up. He's just like. Well, yeah. he's, lo- he's loyal. loyal he'll be but so also, enthusiastic but about what looks like in that and case, probably felt like a lost cause. I yeah. was like, "There's no way." I'm <laughs> like, pro- "If you want to try, <laughs> <laughs> you're probably already you being you like being from Michigan too, and I think having that kind of yeah. successful career in college, like I mean, he he probably saw the injuries and everything that he went through and saw something in, in you that he said, "I can, I can do something here that mm-hmm. I probably he didn't. Sorry, he didn't receive." Yeah, well, Going you can you can tell. I mean, that I think that is a lot of Rich's coaching philosophy. I mean, he was, he he obviously like didn't have an ideal setup as a pro, but in some ways as a coach, it really benefits him because he he knows a lot of the pitfalls and he's been through like so like literally everything that we face. He's probably been through at some point, and he he like one thing that he says to me sometimes is that like he feels like he wasted like some of his career being in situations that uh, like weren't good for him. So I think he really likes to help people out who he's like yeah, you've been in a bad situation. Like, I think I can help you out and I think I can put you on the right track. So yeah, he's he's the man for that. Honestly, I don't know who else you could have met that would have had that impact on you. I don't think 
there's uh, I can't think of another coach that would really have been able to like scoop me up exactly where I was at and be what was the next step after that conversation over fried chicken <laughs> how'd you even get from that uh yeah I was living in East Lansing at the time so then I started commuting um I was still with my college coach because I was like I didn't know dating from Adam so I was like I, I don't necessarily want to switch over to this guy like he didn't have really a, a coaching resume at that point no i mean he was still probably training pretty hard right yeah he was running for brooks yeah so he was but he did he was also kind of coaching on the side yeah this, he had the online mm-hmm. coaching because no and gazelle elite which gazelle. is the group that i joined in grand rapids eventually where i met lewis my husband australian australian shout out lou so yeah he i just started commuting and i saw jason our Jason, founder of this lovely car. Yeah, he's the founder of this coffee club. So shout out to Jason visiting us this weekend. Get yeah. him on the pod. We're he's so excited. The man and uh, Adam Hamolka owns a gym. Carlos went to the gym, um, and I just started doing lifts with Jason because I couldn't even really run. Mm. Um, and went in and got a bunch of blood work and just kind of had a baseline of like where I was at. But it took probably two years. How was that baseline? Huh? <laughs> How low was that baseline? Pretty low. <laughs> my ferritin was at like a 14 oh. and like my estrogen was low and I, you know, wasn't getting my periods. I was getting injured all the time. I had gained like 15 or 20 pounds. I, I just felt I, my energy levels were pretty like bad and I just felt like shit, honestly. And I, and, and I know Dathan saw something in me but I, I I'm pretty sure he's admitted that there were times that he was like I don't know <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> so I worked with Jason and Adam and Dathan <clears throat> it took it took a village for literally two years um and until my running started to like come back but it was just slow going for a while damn it's really interesting because I know when we joined the group we didn't really know the story that's you know you know you know what the the highs you don't know the lows so like knowing that and then uh seeing the progression even just from the year that we've had yeah is uh ridiculous <laughs> like it's insane yeah. and um that's pretty cool to learn now even because yeah. we don't like we know obviously you hear you hear things but you don't actually know the situation yeah. and i know that like dathan always talks about how jason like brought you back from the dead and like i've seen jason obviously he's worked on on us and has done amazing things for us and um yeah. yeah it's incredible so that's a cool thing and now you know, I know. now you now you have to deal with us so <laughs> I know I have to yeah, hang out at, with you guys yeah so. look at what it's been look, what, look what's happened <laughs> look what's happened yeah it's it's been it's been good yeah I mean now you're in man yeah I mean you're like definitely like you definitely have a lot of to do with like the creation of this group in some ways like you're kind of like the backbone especially on the female side for a lot of it and yeah, that's pretty awesome. That's got to feel pretty good. You got to feel like you're like you're in a space where like you're like, all right, now I'm ready to go. Now I can just like thrive. And I mean, that you could see that in your results last year as well. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Um, you I mean, you got back to running PBs, right? I did. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like after how many years was that since you had run a PB? What, 2016? 16, right? Jeez. Was the last time I ran a PB? Five years. Yeah. That's impressive. <laughs> I was, I'm telling you, it was bad for a while. But yeah, I just really wanted a group. Like, yeah. I think, I, I mean, I knew that, but also I knew it would have to be the right situation. And because I had joined a group yeah. and it wasn't 
the exactly right for me and so I was a little like I I was nervous about getting in like making a big move Mm -hmm. away from my family and things that I knew for running specifically because when I don't know like it when things hadn't gone well for so long I was you know I just didn't want to put myself in a position to like basically get hurt again by running (laughs) so this I mean yeah when Dathan told me about OAC it was like during the pandemic like the height of the pandemic um I mean I trust Dathan like so much and the stuff he said about it and the people that he said were joining I was like okay yeah Yeah. and and in and in Boulder like yeah I always wanted to live in Colorado and then I came out here and I met you guys and I was like dang it I'm gonna like this (laughs) (laughs) so I guess I'll keep running yeah Yeah. I mean it's like it is it is pretty special yeah you could tell yeah you could tell how like it's straight away but like this is something that's it's just more fun like I think that is the biggest thing I don't know I just don't run well when I'm not like having fun Mm. in like during the other parts of my day and I get to hang out with people who I really it is it is a lifestyle like it is like we we spend so much like even in the training camps you spend so much time together and you're like if you don't like these people you're not gonna have a good time (laughs) so yeah yeah like I, I want to ask you like a cliched question like essentially like uh, I mean, I mean you, probably, you might have been asked this like on other shows or whatever before but it's like what advice would you give to yourself like now like like you as like a senior in college or whatever but I imagine your advice is going to be along the lines of like like be happy or like find a situation that like that makes you happy I don't know what would you say hmm. yeah um I guess there's there are a few pieces of advice I would I would encourage myself to ask for help from people who I thought were kind of like, I don't know, out of reach a little bit. Like, I think I probably would have encouraged myself to reach out to Dathan or somebody like an older person in the sport who has gone through hardships just because, like, I spent a lot of time asking for help, but I don't think I was asking for help in the right places, if that makes sense. Like, I was going to family practitioners and, like, the people who meant well but just didn't understand what Your it took to be a professional runner. Yeah. And so I was med- I was hitting a lot of dead ends, like, going into doctors and, like, talking to certain, like, even, like, therapists and stuff <laughs> because I try to explain the pressures of the lifestyle that I was living and the you know hardships and the injuries and stuff and it, it just felt like it was going right over people's heads and I felt yeah. very isolated and alone so I think just reaching out and being brave enough to ask people who I looked up to a lot like how they did it yeah. um and not being so proud as to think like I had to just figure it out on my own um <laughs> but I mean that obviously eventually I did do that but I wish I would have done it sooner and mm-hmm. then probably just giving less shits yeah not <laughs> in giving general. a shit yeah it is the kind of situation that it doesn't sound like you can't really put a diagnosis to it. Like you obviously, you're f- having, going through a time where physically things aren't going well running, mentally things aren't going well, but there's no real diagnosis. So like explaining that to someone yeah, who no easy is solution. not, like doesn't know all of the little things that go into sport is like, can just like <clears throat> go over people's heads. Yeah. It's I, so hard. Especially if you go to talk, like I talked to a lot of doctors and, I have, I've been diagnosed with clinical anxiety and like sometimes depression. So depression kind of follows the anxiety if it gets too bad. And so when doctors see that, it's like a red flag, basically. Um, not, not all doctors, but a lot of them would look at me and just be like, basically, 
you know, get more sleep or work on your sleep hygiene and, and, you know, try to spend more time relaxing or whatever. And they'd look at my iron and it was low, but it wasn't low enough to where I like had a disease of any sort. So they were basically like, I mean, it got to the point where I was, I, I thought my body just didn't want me to run anymore. So I was like, okay. I mean, I don't want to fight it. If if my yeah. if, I, if my body's literally telling me that I can't do this, then I'll just stop. Not mm. because I didn't love the sport, just because I felt like it was not healthy for and me. And it's not like I mean, we obviously are, you know, ch- children of that that sport. But it's not like l- the whole life you're going to be running. You know, you're going to have a life after it. So it's definitely a that's a thing to definitely think about when you're going through that hardship. Yeah. And the <laughs> one oh sorry no no you keep going. Um, well, the one question I want to ask, obviously um the hardships you went through and then we go to the recent trials we're not going to like dive into it but the interesting thing for me is like you talk about having a team and like the culture and everything like that um i was wondering like how does how obviously that was a hardship for you to deal with what happened but then like you came back and you raced an incredible race in stockholm you know like bouncing back from that like that hardship how is that different did the the stuff you dealt with prepare you for that hardship Mm. better or like was it just the same or like just having like how was that different i guess um, yeah to leading into like racing one of the best races you have in your career in stockholm yeah i mean it obviously the olympic trials sucked but yeah. i mean it just wasn't my day to be an olympian and that's like you know i mean it was hard to swallow but ultimately i think having you guys and dathan and like the support right after the race was the biggest difference maker for me because in 2016 i didn't have a team yeah 2016 i was dating a guy who i found out was on tinder like literally <laughs> before my final <laughs> jesus guys <laughs> great timing and so great timing. my relationship that ended right after that race yeah. i didn't have a team yeah there's no support system there. I remember laying on the floor, like face down on the floor, thinking, like, this, just feeling basically like the rug had been pulled out yeah. from under me, and I was devastated. Like, you spend so much time dreaming about going to the Olympics, mm-hmm. and you rely on those key people in your life. And we, we were young. Like, I don't blame him for that. It was just, it was just shitty timing, yeah. honestly. Like, yeah. and I, in my, well, I was 23 at the time, a 23-year-old brain just did not know how to manage the just the weight of all of that and so i ended up going home and like i just took myself camping (laughs) and like turning off the grid right no one knew i went off the grid (laughs) um and just like disappeared for a bit i got a puppy like you know i i got harper um and let my foot heal but it was a really hard time because i just felt very alone Mm -hmm. and so after the trials this time like it was really hard but immediately when i got done with that race i went over to you guys and i got hugs and then we like went back to the house and played you know drinking games and went <laughs> out to the bars and yeah. like and then you know i, I had my husband yeah. and like going to bed and just talking to lewis about what happened i think those those little moments of support make it a lot easier to bounce back yeah you know it wasn't just me being like this tough guy who just like it was literally just having people around because i think after that experience particularly when we watched a race in stockholm it was incredible to see just the response and like obviously people people realize that and people like acknowledge that and that was a cool thing i thought was to see that response particularly in a race like the steeplechase like it's a very 
like for me a middle distance runner like the, the barrier thing freaks me the fuck out but yeah. that's a cool thing to watch and as a like as a teammate you know you always are very proud of yeah um what Thanks. you achieve and everything like that and that was really cool so i was always curious to see like that transition because we will have hardships we all do but being able to deal with them is something that sometimes you just don't know how to process it yeah i was better at processing everything um not gonna lie i was still really nervous in sweden like yeah. the oh, I, yeah, I, I, mean, I thought like, i was gonna be fine but like during the warm-up i was shitting myself because i thought like oh man what if i fall again i didn't i honestly was like yeah. i don't know if i can handle falling <laughs> yeah. again yeah. but then when i got on the line there was a sense of calm and i just decided to run to my fitness and um every time i felt like i was getting in over my head i kind of like toned it back and i ran a really solid race and it just kind of set me up for like confidence coming into this next year but yeah yeah i mean i i think like um that's something that is like a trap that i think a lot of people can fall into is like gus Gus is cozy under the table you probably can't (laughs) see him but he's got his tongue out he's looking really good but pretty much like when you're having success like you can really take everything for granted like if you're having success in this sport um i think we've said this before if you're having success in the sport you can pretty much get away with like a lot like a lot can happen but yeah definitely when you don't have success is when everything gets exposed and if you haven't built up that foundation and you don't have those people around you, that's when you realize it. Because, I mean, we we in some ways have similar, like, beginnings of our pro career because I also tried to stay with my college coach because, mm-hmm. like, it'd been really successful. And I didn't realize that the things that existed me, for me in college wouldn't exist as a pro. And then things are just different. Like, it's no one's fault. It's just, like, things are different. And Isn't it hard to explain? Like, yeah. you are, you are <laughs> you on the You feel like an running. outsider, but... Because it, like you're just like not in college anymore. You just feel like a little bit too old. You're like, man, I shouldn't be here anymore. And everyone like loves you. Yeah. Everyone loves you. Everyone wants the best for you. But it's just different. I think it's so much to do with like just um, having a bunch of people around you that have the same mindset. Mm-hmm. And that's like why I initially like really wanted to move out here to join Team Boss. Like when Ollie was going to move out here. Because that's what I realized. I was like, I need to be around people that are on the same schedule and have the same mindset. So, yeah, it's difficult. But... Yeah, so I feel like we've, uh, that's kind of like a brief, like your story. I guess that wasn't that brief, but uh, should we yeah, talk about like some, some topics now or something? Yeah. All right. The first one which we want to talk about today is uh, I think it was in our second episode where we had a, we had a little talk about kind of like male athletes versus female athletes, social media type thing. Um, I think that was episode two of a lead and we didn't like, I, I can't remember what we said about it. We kind of talked about, I mean, obviously we were all males. On the couch. I was say, it was four <laughs> dudes talking that's about four it. Four dudes yeah. talking about a situation that I was in, like I brought up the topic. I was interested this in the idea of how like, um, for female to male interaction with influencing, particularly yeah. as an athlete, like females are able to kind of get good deals good endorsements um they're able to use the instagram as a business and be able to kind of promote themselves yeah. help support their careers or help support yeah. their aspirations and i don't think male social media doesn't really have it's that just kind different of traction. for, for so runners like, specifically it was an interesting situation of like what that's turned out to be i guess and i think i think like probably the 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 most uh, the best takeaway that we ended up having was when geordie said and he's like yes yeah, like we're talking about this but it's not necessarily a good thing like yeah. it's not a it's not like it is good it is really good for some because they're able to like be like really good with it and um pretty much make a living off it or at least compliment 
the living that they're already making through their other contracts. Like some people are able to use it really well for their advantage, but it's definitely not for everyone. And then on the flip side, it becomes unfortunate because then it does kind of put a pressure on all female athletes in a way. Mm. So as a female athlete, hello, <laughs> bring in Leah. <laughs> I, I, you probably didn't like, I mean, we've probably talked about like this type of stuff around you before. Like how does, what do you think about like those pressures? Like, do you feel them? Are they, are they real? Oh yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. Mean, I knew that. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I think about the fact that like when I was in college, Instagram was still just like a place where you would take a picture of your food and like put a disgusting filter on it and throw it up there. Just Isn't it crazy looking at the filters that people used to use? Yeah. Like if you it, go back to your early pictures, it is ridiculous. We did not bad take it seriously. <laughs> it is, like they're so bad. social media was not a thing when yeah. I was at Michigan state to that degree. Like it was a thing, but it wasn't on my radar model. as a it, business yeah. model. It like wasn't it, used for any advantage. It was just fun. Yeah. Like I would forget about Instagram for weeks and then I'd be like, oh, I want to post this funny picture of my friend like being a doofus. And then I throw it up there and whatever, forget about it. I didn't care about likes. I didn't care about how I looked. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, <laughs> I'm not going to say who said it, but when I went pro, I basically was told like, you're getting more on your contract because they want to be able to use you as, you know, basically a marketing tool. And mm -hmm. so like, which is what we are. Yeah. Like if you, if you, you know, but like essentially like, but the understanding has changed. Be attractive. We, yeah. Yeah. Like the, the, what, what is, what is switched? Like we, we've always been a marketing tool, but what is switched <laughs> is kind of the focus on like, just this is a hundred percent performance. Like you're a pro athlete to you are a pro athlete, but also you should have this social media following and influence. That's a scary yeah. thing. Like that's what's you, changing. You would, you would look at you'd look at like an event. So you say you run a very very fast time at an event, and like the photo might not be like appealing to Instagram, but you post it because it's a good photo and it, it's what you want to post. But then you might post like some sort of pic that is appealing, that isn't to do anything like that, and get more of an attention than mm. an actual like achievement. I've no like I think that happens now on Instagram where like. I'm not going to begin to know like how it works. It's just really yeah. strange. It's strange. Yeah. If I thought if like, if you win a big event and you post that photo of that event, you think that would get the most, but sometimes it Which doesn't. Which I would say it normally does though. It's, it it normally does. does. Like, like that, that's what pops off. If you have a, if you have a big performance and you post about it, that's like for definitely us, that's what pops for off. Males, I think, females, I think for females. You should try bikini well. pics. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm this year I'm going to be, I'm too scared right now because I haven't ordered in the proper bikinis, but right. I'm just waiting for, um, you know, maybe a deal from some just bikini. Just a little booty, you know, yeah. never hurt anybody. No, I just, Show bit <laughs> I think of it as like a necessary evil, to be honest. Yeah. I have to set my limits with it because I don't always think social media is good for my mental health because, Same. you know, yeah. I mean, anyone who kind of trends a little bit more anxious, it's, it's just, it's harder to just slow all of that down. Um, and there's just so much, like, I don't know. I, and, and so much of it seems... I mean, so much of it is curated and it's, and it's not real um, no. and it doesn't seem genuine and I want to participate and I want to share, but I don't want to share things that aren't genuine and I don't want to, I don't know. It just doesn't, yeah. it doesn't come naturally to me all the time. I yeah. don't really like it. And there were points during my running career, especially when I was struggling really hard with injuries and, and my mental health, I would just 
deactivate my accounts. Yeah, I mean, I, like, how are you gonna share yourself when like you don't even understand yourself in the moment and you don't, yeah. you're not happy with it? Like, it's yeah. And but I still felt pressure to to post certain things to make it look like I was doing well. Yeah, and it felt very <coughs> fake. That's so. You weren't showing your story. Back in 2015, was there a requirement on your contract? about posting yeah yeah Yeah. oh already back then yeah that's interesting they Mm. wanted me to post yeah well i like just listening to what you say right there i think if if you like look at your instagram now you can definitely tell that you are striving to be genuine and you put really freaking long captions sometimes. Which Very long. <laughs> not always, though. But not, like, not always. You post ones like about like Lewis and stuff, just random stuff like that. And I just know that that's a genuine, po- like it's a genuine thing, you know? Like yeah. just posting like stuff that you want to post. I can tell that you're just posting stuff that you don't care. Like you don't really Yeah. Care. If I think about it and I'm passionate about it, I'll mm. post it and then I'll forget to post for weeks and then I'll throw something up. If there's a lot of stuff happening, I'll post more often. Yeah. If it's a slower time. I'm not, I don't think about social media on a daily basis. No, and which pr- is that, a good thing. But it probably doesn't help me a ton with like securing other deals. But yeah, also yeah. like I've set that boundary for myself because I didn't have a great experience with it for the few years that I was injured. And yeah. now I, first and foremost, like my happiness and my health comes first. So Top like I, I that, that's, that is, I don't, I don't give a shit about Instagram if I'm like looking at it too much and I feel like it's taking more than it's giving didn't you lose followers when you married lewis oh yeah yeah see yeah. that 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 to really? me is just ridiculous I, you lose followers over the stupidest shit i don't care like yeah i, I know, you know yeah. like i i it's just stuff like that i'm just like what like what why why this well is, that's okay so this is one of the things that i often question is uh i mean if you have a good following that's objectively a good thing in our world like it's not yeah, I don't it's, think it's bad. It's not a bad thing. But I, what I wonder sometimes is for some like of like the pages that are just like the super attractive uh, girls who like, I don't know what their, I would be interested to hear what their like their demos are on Instagram. Because it's interesting if you think about because there's probably a disconnect there because their demos is probably like 90% guys, right? Yeah. But they're getting sponsored by like yeah. companies that are trying to sell like products for like women. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, my that's I, interesting I'm thought. basically almost like sixty percent women, so yeah. or more than that. Well, that's a, that's what I would say about seeing Instagram like yours, is like, it's so genuine. Like for your followers, like you're like you're nailing it because you're like, I think people would really like the people that do support you, really would enjoy your content because it is so real and it's yeah. There's you, two though. I feel like we all do a pretty good job of like not making things. Gus. Honestly, I'm making a point. <laughs> Gus is just snoring over there. Gus does not care about what Leah has to say. Wonder it. <laughs> I love him so much. Uh, no, this I is think Gus's views on social media. Yeah, it's just a hard thing to navigate. Like it, it's so new, and there's no like school. I mean, maybe there are like classes. On there are classes. You can get a, you can get bachelor degrees in social yeah. media now. Really? There yeah. classes on it. I did not know that. And are you offering that one? And I used definitely offering that one. Jordy, why didn't <laughs> you major in that? Because he's, he's he loves social media too much, he's too much of a. <laughs> Jordy probably hates it more than anyone on her team. Oh, I don't think I know anyone <laughs> so. more than like if Jordy didn't have to like if he could just keep Instagram for himself and or just not have Instagram, or just not have Instagram ideally, then he would probably know. do that. It's just I mean it's not all bad. I don't want to paint it like oh what no, is me? But there we is have bad, to post pictures. There is but... bad things that are happening. Like do you do you see a way of fixing it? Is there any way of fixing it of what's going on? Like. I don't Particularly know. I think, you just gotta, I think you just got to, yeah, well, mental health, well, that's probably like, is like it better a big, for people to go through maybe a class in education, particularly yeah. for like women and men who deal with, you know, the anxiety of 
posting stuff or trying to just you know deal deal with that like it's yeah. just it's a very it's i think it's an issue it's yeah. a massive issue which is not being addressed in a way which we're not being educated i guess yeah too much i think you learn from your experiences with social media like and then are able to adapt to it but some people aren't luck like yeah i mean aren't that lucky you no, know it's, so it was interesting yeah that's why i brought it up in the second part. no i mean it isn't it is interesting like i don't know what the like to me the solution that i've found is just to like try to stay in my lane as much as possible in terms of yeah like doing like just what i want like i don't hit my i don't hit my requirements like posting on instagram or anything and luckily like they don't seem to care maybe i don't know at some point they will but like instead like i do like we try to do something like this because this feels like more authentic authentic and like just more enjoyable like well i can just put i could post like the same boring running picture every week but like no one wants that yeah no one wants that all running (laughs) i mean races and stuff i want to be able to post something else but i just don't take photos of everything i should do that more often yeah or if you do it's like do these people even really i don't know do they care the only only people that are interested in my social media do i care if they people care for like gus is literally people follow me for Gus now Gus is great for your Instagram he really is I just think it's a journey (laughs) (laughs) you figure it out as you go and if it starts like like I said taking more than it's giving then it's a good way of putting it you can just like step away from it at any point you know Mm. there's nobody has a gun to your head no (laughs) yeah so I just like I just can't imagine like for like young kids growing up in this age what it's like especially now you throw in like TikTok (laughs) like YouTube pretty much like fucked my ability to concentrate on stuff and like YouTube's like not nearly as bad as like what's out there now like TikTok TikTok I can't even imagine what that does that's why I will refuse to go on any sort of TikTok I didn't even have like a phone when I was their age really like I, I got my first like flip phone in my senior year of high school yeah that's see i was, a, I was, I was yeah that's when did wild. you get your first phones like beginning of high school yeah i think i was beginning of high school too yeah like year 10 maybe yeah it, it's like interesting what it's doing to kids brains yeah. I, I will be interested well, like the ipad that. thing the situation like when you go on to like if you're anywhere social <sighs> yeah. gathering and you see a young kid on an ipad and they're just not paying attention to anything going on like it could mm-hmm. be like any festival or any kind of thing they're just on the ipad that to me is like cheat code <laughs> yeah but no judgment yeah i mean no I mommy shaming yeah we'll, we'll see what happens when we grow up and we have children <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> see how messed up they are we'll see how messed up we are in the next like 10 years if yeah we're, if, like, we're i don't think we've up. escaped away from it but uh yeah do you want to move to the next topic yeah you done with yeah so the next topic i don't know if you have uh these ones are that i asked you like what you wanted to talk <laughs> about um do you want to talk about like let's run Oh. Has that had a big impact on you? Oh, yeah. Fuck Let's Run. <laughs> <laughs> like, you heard it here first. You heard it here first. Cesspool. I, yeah, the, the, not necessarily all of it, but the message boards. The, mess- the forums. The, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Toxic. The, uh, like, I, yeah. I physically just, like, I get so riled would you, up. Would you go on it and, like, read about yourself? Is that what happened? When I was younger, yeah. I was liter- I was told by people around me, like, if you're not on Let's Run message boards, then you're probably not relevant. And I was... Wait, really? Who the hell okay, is saying that? Michigan State. <laughs> what Michigan. the hell is going no, on No, not at Michigan State. Oh, this was, like, it was when like you were... It was, like, other pros. Okay, so when you were... Say that. Um, I can't, like, I don't think any pro should be on Let's Run. <laughs> and then I, like, started to pay attention to it, and the first few things that I saw were, like, about my ass or about, yeah. like 
the fact that I said fuck when I fell once. And at the time I was, yeah, a little, how dare you say fuck I was a little fall. bit more religious. And so everyone was like, Oh my God, I can't believe she said that. And I, you know, it was just, it's gossip. It's, there's so many posts about women's bodies and not just men's bodies too. Mm. And, uh, just anonymous, Cyberbullying, a lot yeah. of it, and it's not—it's not good for the sport. Well, no, not good. hashtag not good for the <laughs> not sport. Not good for the sport. The so one thing that with Let's Run that I noticed, particularly at Wisco, was that we were getting a lot of like crap about our team. Yeah, and it wasn't even oh, that. They, like, they it probably wasn't even that me. bad. But nah. really? I, no, well, they hated Mick so much. They hated Mick because we were like doing—they were doing so bad. Like when we ended like Who's our fifth that? year. It's probably like oh. just—it's not many people. Fatties on their couches that like just, just want to see people sad. Absolute wankers. Nah, wankers. I mean, I wouldn't say that. No. Like, come on. Like, so I went on Let's Run and would post in it when I was like, when I was in 2012. So I was 16. So that's when I would go on Let's Wait, Run. Did you post like toxic stuff or did you post this? Probably a little bit. Yeah. Oh, I mean, God. I mean, if you I like, you knew what Let's Okay, Leah just, just like, <laughs> moved the chair like an inch to the <laughs> inch to the no, right. Well, okay, so if if you if you like grew up like in as in deep in internet culture as like I did like playing video games and like going to farms like it's it gets really normalized and so it's like looking back on it i mean i didn't post anything that bad like i always had like decent common sense i mean i do a lot of dumb shit but i had like decent common sense but yeah that stuff gets super normalized in that world and even like but yeah even today it's, it's the same but if you're not used to that which i imagine like you probably weren't no yeah if you're not used to it and you're in college <laughs> and like, you like look at that like it's like it's a whole like i don't mind when people talk shit about say like me on it because like i just like i'm kind of used to it but yeah it's not good for like people it's, talk a, shit it's just about a you? different world i don't mind freedom don't <laughs> obviously like the like everyone has a right to share their opinions but it's put your name speech. there yes the anonymity yeah. is like the thing that frustrates me the most and i think actually andy weeding has talk he talked to me about this at length because he dealt with a lot of shit from the message boards he said you know like why can't they make it more like reddit where people can upvote or downvote certain comments because mm. obviously there are things that are said on there that are you know like factual and mm. interesting. not yeah and interesting and somewhat kind but like there's just there's no policing what people are saying but they won't police it because that's they won't that's police it how, they, that's get how the, they get clicks yeah yeah. And those brothers... It's how Let's Run stays relevant. Yeah, well... Well, they do some decent reporting as well. The reporting, I don't know. Well, I, see, I, don't, I, don't, I feel like I'm, I'm defending Let's Run, but I don't really, like, care about Let's Run. Like, I should I should say, I haven't been on it since college. Like, as soon as my name started going on there, like, I was like, I'm not, well, I'm not going on it. Well, that's... Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't visit the website either, but yeah. I know other people do. I know my family members do, and, like, really? I know they've seen I things. Mean, it is true there's so many different parts. Like, Let's Run have done some cool stuff for our team. Yeah. Like, the official articles and stuff. Yeah. I think Jonathan Galt does a great job. He does yeah. an amazing job with but that's such a different part of Let's Run that yeah, is like yeah. much more of an It doesn't seem like it's the same yeah. website. It doesn't. It's like <laughs> no, two it's different it's websites. Like you dig, it's like you click in the dark <laughs> hole. Like you click in the dark web and that's like the forums and then like you have the actual yeah. like reporting and you know journalism. Yeah, I mean, that's, lit that's literally what it is. It's literally just a dark web section and then there's actually <laughs> the dark like... Web. <laughs> the dark I think the web. dark web is something different. I think, well, I think, yeah, there's, you know, like it's I think like it gets a little worse on the dark web. I think hopefully Let's Run doesn't get that bad. But I know what you're saying. The dark side of Let's Run. I don't know what you want to call it. But like the, the there's, there's that side that they do good, you know, good reporting and stuff. And 
I don't, yeah. It just, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't go on this run anymore. Well, after I think college. it's clear if your name is getting mentioned, you should not yeah. go on this run. Well, that's what I, that's what Mick, yeah, t- like Mick but, told me that too. Okay, that's that's fair, but I just, I and I handle it a lot better now. I just basically don't look at it, and if I do, I just I'm like, well, you guys are stupid. But yeah. when I was younger, I again didn't understand how to manage that, and so if you're younger, dealing with mental health stuff already. And you go to that website and you read these anonymous posts about the way that you look or the way that you run or the way that you speak. Then all of a sudden you're forming this complex because you feel like everyone in the sport looks at you that way. Yeah. And it's just not like running is big, but like it's it's niche enough to where I feel like young athletes should be a lot more protected than they are on that website. And so when I say fuck Let's Run, I specifically mean the anonymous message boards. Yeah. Like that, that is, I, it's yeah. not protecting athletes. It's not good for the people in the sport. It's it's just creeps gaining off of other people just shitting on the people who are actually like doing the work. Well, the, yeah, yeah, the people that are in the spotlight. Yes. Yeah. And it's, yeah. it's, I mean, that's true. Cause like as an athlete, you are pretty vulnerable. Like every time you got there and race, like you're vulnerable and people can definitely. Yeah. And it's like basically kids. Like you're yep. talking about kids. Like <clears throat> Sydney McLaughlin. Like I, I like I saw so many comments about her. Our young, beautiful, like talented, like like exceptional athletes are just just thrown to the wolves on those websites. Well, I think it sounds like they're, they're trying to normalize those people because they're put in such a, you know, like they've done mm-hmm. some incredible things that those people that are probably writing those message boards will never do. Will I never know. have those experiences, never be able to compete for their country. Or re- I think like that's race. the definition of normalize. Well, it, they're trying to bring them down. Yeah. They're trying to bring them down sense. to their level. Yeah. The normal, like the, their normal level. I guess it is normalizing. No, it's just unnecessary. Yeah. 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 So fuck, so <laughs> fuck, so fuck let's run message boards. Fuck you. let's run message boards. <laughs> Quote coffee club. Yeah, coffee club stance. Yeah, um, I mean, if you're on it, I don't know who goes on it, honestly. Just don't. I imagine a lot of high schoolers go on it, and like high schoolers are, that, uh, yeah. I'm sure people the most regret. judgmental group. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pretty, I'm sure people regret it too. Maybe like some people have said stuff and they're like, yeah, I'm sure right. they've grown up and they've been like this. That was terrible. What I did. I would. I would hope that people. I would hope. Yeah. I that, would hope that people grow up from when they were 16 years old. You know, I, w- I would hope I that. I mean, it's just try to remember, like, come on, Gus. Everyone is uh, a human with emotions. So, I mean, if you say those things about somebody on a message board, like, it can it have can some really real impact effects. people. I mean, I yeah. did. I wasn't like super super impacted by it, but enough to. God, he's tired. Not want to go on that website ever again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Moving on from Let's Run. Yeah, please. <laughs> um, we haven't got a ton more time because Ollie has a meeting. Have a meeting. <laughs> Is there anything else you want to touch on, Leah? Because we're going to get into Q&A in a little bit. No, I feel like we've covered a lot. Yeah. No, it's been yeah. pretty good. Yeah. No, Q&A sounds good. Let's go. All right. Fire them off. Great. I'm looking forward to this. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, firstly, thank you so we, much for so many great questions. Yeah, appreciate that. <laughs> Wait, we should find some like quick fire in. questions for our guests at the end. Yowza. Okay. Yeah. That was like too. three total questions that Leah answered for like an hour. In, a, yeah. in the best way possible. Yeah. We Sorry, could I talk a lot. No, no it was good. That is why you're here. Mm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and we should get some fun facts somehow. What's, what's your funnest fact? My funnest fact. Like how many animals do you own? Is that I have three animals, soon to be four. You can have four. All right. I thought, Wait, you had way, I thought you had way more than that. You're getting a fourth? I had a cat named Steve. Steve? 
Christie. That's a good name, actually. And he lives with my parents because when I moved to California, I was like, I don't want to put a cat through a 30-plus hour drive. Yeah. And he's been there for five or six years. Oh, man. Um, and Steve is going to be living with us again. Oh, I'm sure Lewis is excited about that. Well, Lewis actually... I don't know. I don't know why, but he's like fine with it. Wait, does, with he, does he does not he like cats or does he just not like pet? Like you have too many pets. Well, well, Ozzy, the Ozzy story was hilarious. I brought Ozzy home without his, I, I don't want to say he permission. He said no. He, he said no. We <laughs> had a conversation about it I and he, and he didn't want another dog and Fair. I did. And so he, you went, and Screw you went, my you husband. went out. I'm going <laughs> to get a dog. No. He compromised. Well, we talked about <laughs> I already bought him. We talked about it and yeah, literally, I bought her. But he, we talked about it and he was like, well, I know you're going to do it anyways. Like he basically told me no and then was like, I know you're going to do it anyways. And then I, I bought her and then I told him. That's good no. that he said no then because then like for the rest of eternity, he can say like. I didn't even want her. Yeah, like just so you know, like if so, like I didn't want this dog. And then we have Stinky. Stinky is my blind hamster. And Wait, Stinky, Stinky, what other, does Stinky have any other issues? He's fat. Oh, I thought he had some sort of like, he was like just. Oh, well, he's like albino-ish. Yeah. Yeah. He's white. I don't know. He's fine. Like he just chills. He doesn't bite. Like. Doesn't he try to escape though a lot? Didn't he lose he did, him for a while? He does. He tries. He hasn't escaped in a while. What is the point of him? <laughs> good what question. What is his purpose? I don't know. I talked to him. What is his purpose in life? Does he make you happy? He makes me happy. He's right, cute. Good. Good, I will, good. like he doesn't, he sleeps all day. So he wakes up at like eight o'clock at night and then I'll walk into the room. nocturnal. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. I Honestly, I don't that. think I and knew And they that. run like Whoa. six miles a night on their wheels. So you just <laughs> no, hear that wheel going. So when you notice, like, like he's just grinding. Well, the wheel is silent. He's just grinding. He's just what? grinding. Like you, you wake up at three a.m. You're complaining about your long run. <laughs> your hamster is just freaking <laughs> putting like. Laugh? I already got it done today. Yeah, I just I love his spirit. Like when you walk on, so you go in the bathroom at three a.m. and you just like watch it. Stinky's doing like forty mile weeks. Yeah. He's more than me right now. Holy shit, Carlos! He's more than Carlos. No, he'll wake up and I'll just go hi, Stinky. And then I'll put his like paws on the wires, and Ozzy loves him, and her pupils dilate, and she just comes in and stares at him. So I don't know if anything. He's just like a funny, just a funny <laughs> just presence, fun, uh, fun guy to have just around. Like a fun guy. Um, oh, wait, wait. always got ten minutes. Wait, Q and A now. Well, we should. I just remembered something funny. We didn't even talk about what happened last yeah, night. Yeah, I know. I just thought about it like, a couple of minutes ago. Okay, so let's 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 run it down. So we've been playing bocce. If anybody knows what bocce is, we've been playing bocce in the basement. where you like throw the ball, you throw the white ball, oh, and then you geez. have to throw the other ball and as close to it. As athletes, we've been very, playing in the basement. Yeah, we're very competitive, and our basement is also what? our movie theater. Yeah, so and we have a massive, court. nice seventy-inch TV that's Carlos's. He got from Scottsdale. <laughs> um, it got mounted, which is like a massive pain. Yeah, it got mounted three days ago. And we were playing game, like just we were playing a couple of games. And uh, well, we, Zach we, Snyder, our roommate, and Geordie won the first game. Yeah, they were teaming up against Morgan and I. And then Morgan and I won the second game, so we're gonna make it best out of three. It got very intense. Morgan and I's shirts were off. Um, I opened Ollie the window. Was, as per usual. Ollie was very angry. I was angry at this stage. <laughs> um, I was talking a lot of smack at Geordie. But I do that all the time anyway. We were getting, we were getting pretty serious. We we're getting very serious. Anyway, so you're supposed to throw the white little ball like out. Well, this is this is the difference with how we play. Is we play in the basement, and there's like a lot of stuff. We don't like clear. We there is a clear area, but there's still a lot of stuff down there. And we like let you throw the white ball wherever you want. So often you throw it into weird places, so it's really hard to get to. Exactly. So Morgan you? thought it'd be cool to throw it down a hallway, which is like to the, to the off to the right, off to the right, right. So like it's very very sharp right, and he thought that'd be a cool thing to do because then it's obviously harder to figure out where to put the bocce. 
ball and um, he was aggressive. He let it go too early, unfortunately, <laughs> and it smacked a massive dint. 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 <laughs> dint into uh, Carlos's 70 inch TV that was mounted and it broke it. I literally like, I like threw yeah. it so hard and it just came out of my hand wrong. And like I, the TV was on, right? And like, and as soon as I hit it, like it smashed the middle and like the pixels like all got messed up and it, like the TV's like broken. Yeah. And I knew that, but no one else in the room no, like we, knew we it. No, we thought it like a no hole was, like, or something. No one like was looking at it like I was and I didn't really know what to do. Like I just like stood there. We were in there. shock. And then I Carlos just, was in his yeah. room and then he came out and he just started oh, Lalo came off. out and yeah. Lalo was Carlos convinced that we'd put it yeah, on. Yeah, well, because it was Morgan, I think he laughed. Lalo was convinced yeah. it was a prank. But that yeah. was a very expensive uh, bocce game for Morgan because he had to buy Carlos a new TV. It would have been a good prank You have a beautiful backyard. Why don't you just play bocce? It's nine o'clock at night. It's night. It's because of Gus, man. Yeah, it's oh, Ollie though. doesn't pick up any. Yeah, Gus. Okay, Gus is, I do pick him up, but then all of a sudden yeah, I go like back out there. And there's like ten just Gus already on the bank. Good like, Gus poops a lot. Gus has big dookies. It's like literally Ollie half his body up. weight that like he deposits in that backyard. So um, I'll, I'll get better at that. Anyway, let's go to the Q and A. All right, this one is super quick. Just like this is like not a. This is just a random question that I wanted to answer because I told the person I would. Someone wanted us to explain Owen's seventh year of eligibility. Owen Hacker is at <laughs> <laughs> Madison. Good question. And he's currently Pulled running. Out. He's in his seventh year, which is yeah, it's it's a lot of years. Uh, typically, you have five years to use your four years of eligibility, but he had you can get a six year, a medical six year, if you have like an injury that stops you from running for a whole season. So you can get a six year like that, and then because of COVID, he got an extra year. So he's currently running as a seventh year and there's like there's like a couple of them i think and then somebody which is pretty ridiculous it'll be interesting going forwards because i think everyone gets that covid year so he's like 30 he's pretty much 30 he has a family <laughs> How many kids does he have? like five Shit. so that's all that's a, that's the answer to that question like a bunch of people asked us and i think this includes carlos because he was here last time who would win in a fight out of the three of us well, actually, that's just us three. But let's include no. Carlos, the four Carlos. of us. I think Carlos. If would we win. include Carlos, yeah, Carlos okay. would win. So if we include strong. Carlos, Carlos would try the hardest too. Easy him. If we don't include Carlos, what's the answer? I think think Geordie. What? You reckon? I don't know. I would. Mm. I think Morgan. You think Morgan? Really? No, I disagree with that one. Because I'm chunky. <laughs> I disagree with that one. Have you fought Morgan? No, I just don't. Whatever think happens, Morgan. I think Ollie would lose. I'm pretty confident about that. I mean, do you want to join a fight right now? <laughs> yeah, I think we have to. Um, we might have to fight, <laughs> but I think from what I know about Jordy and Carlos is there's probably a hidden strength there that is untapped. And if you push them to that limit, I think they would overpower, you know, like they would probably mess us up. But I, again, I don't know. Like we have never fought each other. Like I've never wrestled with you. Like my brother who I've wrestled with is... Stronger than an ox. Honestly, Gus would win. Gus we should would just win. have a day where you guys wrestle. We do. I mean, in college, Morgan wrestle. would be the strongest, but Ollie would get the most mad. Yeah. Ollie yeah. has the the fieriest <laughs> temper. Okay, out so of us. so my biggest issue Correct. is that I'm like extremely ticklish, and <laughs> so I used to like fight with my siblings all the time, and they, I was like the ticklish one. So and they would all just gang up on me. I would get like literally messed up because yeah, I'm be so gone. ticklish. You and, and Joe, I'd like would be gone because you guys are so ticklish. <clears throat> all right, next question. This one's for Geordie from Ben. Is it hard to live life being so devilishly good looking? Devilishly. Devilishly. Devilishly good looking. Yes. 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 What are some of the difficulties <laughs> that you face as a devil, devilishly good looking person? <laughs> You're objectified constantly. Just say it. Objectified by my teammates. Yeah, your hair, your cats. But we, you like it though, right? Neutral. 
Nicho. He walks around. If we give you a compliment, you like it. But if I like, am like making you an object, like. There's like five posters in our gym, and I think three of them are Geordie, so. Yeah. Yeah, he's the team model. So. Makes sense. That's pretty cool. Cool. All right. Next question. And (laughs) this one comes from someone whose name was Andy at camp, which is a great name. And this is a great example of what Ollie requested last time, which was an insult question. Yep. The question is, how did your numerous personal flaws prevent things from working out with Rachel MacArthur? Uh, (laughs) Um, Uh. Numerous personal flaws. Well, there are a lot of them. You don't have to answer it. There are a lot of them, but I can can name like three just to to satisfy that great question because I did ask for it. Um, Number one, I think I was very, very detached person. Number two. Oh my God, Ollie, um, you don't have to go into this. No, what does that mean? (laughs) Detached person. Number two. He just wasn't um, ready. It wasn't I'm just her. Like, it was I, I just like, I'm too sensitive. And number three, Very I'm not as good as Geordie. Yes. That's no. why every relationship <laughs> fails. Oh, thanks, yeah, I mean, thanks that, for that. You well, come on the pod. That, yeah. that is a bad thing to say because if that is the reason that relationship failed, then how are you ever going to have a successful relationship? I, I don't know. Probably won't. You're going to have to get better looking than Geordie to have a successful That's relationship. That's just not going to happen. You're going to have to do some calf raises. <laughs> I mean, I've been doing them for a while. There's nothing's happening. So. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Right. It's all right. Jordy can give me some some tips of the treed. Tips. Tips, tips. of the treed. All right. Oh, uh, this will be our final question today. And I really like this question. Who was Gus's favorite? Who was Ooh. his least favorite from Bethany? Okay. That's an interesting question because I have abandoned Gus quite a bit when I was racing. And I think he was pissed. Is this is true. He was pissed about it. But he does love me. I don't think I'd put myself in the bottom of the house. Who, well, who would you put at the Is it in the, the three of us or the five of us? I think we can do general. Just I think it, I think I honestly think Snyder. I think Snyder has a way with animals, though. I think his abrasive nature actually puts him in a good spot for animals. Like he, I think he knows how to put them in their place, and I think they they respect that. Is there anyone Gus doesn't love unconditionally? Uh, not really. I mean, like the one thing that I noticed that if there's a girl that walks into this house. He loses his fucking shit. He, he went does. so crazy for you yesterday. And he went crazy today too. And then he goes crazy for Carmella and like yeah. he loves. That comes so in. he does just love girls. He just loves More girls. So like, if there's a girl that lived with us, then we would all lose. Carmella might be his favorite. I think Carmella doesn't favorite. include us, but Carmella does a great job like looking after him, like taking him for walks and stuff. When I was away, yeah. Yeah. My dogs are obsessed with her too. I think it's because she just is so sweet. She's she's very sweet. Very sweet person. Small, sweet person, you know. So she doesn't live in this house, but she's on the team. So I think she. We can say that she's the favorite. Mm. Least favorite. I don't even know how you answer that, Gus. Gus, who's your least favorite? Tucker. Joe's dog is his least favorite. Yeah, Yeah, Tucker. I'd say Tucker. Joe's Joe's dog. Um, shout out. (laughs) Mortal enemy. Mortal enemy. Like anytime Tucker comes, we'll try to come come over early on. It just like try and bite Gus's face try and murder Gus yeah so I actually don't think I've ever seen that I would like to you weren't here I don't think (coughs) you're in Europe yeah alright well I think we can wrap up there Ollie has a meeting in one minute from now (laughs) so perfect timing perfect timing yeah first off Leah thank you so much for coming on and doing this with us thank you Fallon we're gonna definitely we're gonna have you you on we're gonna make more fun of you for skipping Sunday's workout yeah but um Sorry. We care about you too much. We forgot about that. Yeah. Don't worry, I made up for it today when I <laughs> Yes, you did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, can you give us an uh, an uwu for the? <laughs> <laughs> no, the world's not ready for that. I'm no, gonna say next that. Time. Uh, okay, okay. I maybe, maybe it. next time. Maybe next uh, time. I think I'm sure. I hope Leah will be a very heavily recurring guest. 
I would love this. Yeah. I always wanted to be a podcaster, but I have a hard time like getting started on things. So well, we got the perfect freaking Morgan platform. Morgan here really good at <laughs> getting the per- things done. He, get, he does get it done. We're, and we're, done. we're hoping to have you and Carlos and maybe a couple others as yeah, we're gonna. Guess. So we're we're at four mics, which is our max for our current setup. But hopefully, we can elevate that to like I don't know, seven mics, eight mics, and we can just have everyone. That on. would be pretty crazy. Oh, That'd be so. Fun. We'll figure it out. All right, but thank you so much for watching. Love you guys. Love you. We'll see you next time. Bye. God loves Bye-bye. you too. Bye. Okay. All right. Thanks, guys. Thank you. That was good. Go talk to Michael. Is that his name?